You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Are you waiting for me? Nope. Okay. I'm ready. I know exactly what I want you to tell me about today. What is it? It's Silly Putty. Oh, I love Silly Putty. I know. I love Silly Putty, too. It's so fun. Yeah. And I think it has an interesting history. Do you think what I think, which is there's something about, like, wallpaper remover with Silly Putty? That's Play-Doh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, then you're thinking I was Play-Doh. wrong. I, th- I think I have heard the story of the invention of Silly Putty before, um... Obviously, we'll get into it, but I want to say it was um, like an industrial rubber that was being mm. developed, and then they realized that it had this really cool property of like stretching and snapping, and then you could shape it any way you want, and it bounced, and and you know they decided it would make a really great toy. I think that's the story, and I'm n- like ninety five percent sure what you're thinking of is uh, play doh. Yeah, now that you mention it, I think you're right. I think I was thinking of play doh. Yeah. Well, both excellent molding toys, if yeah. you ask me. <laughs> Honestly, I think I like. Well, no, they they both have their own. Were you you like Play-Doh more? No, I was gonna say like Silly Putty. Oh, okay. More. As an adult, you better. Yes, as an adult, I don't actually interact with either one of them very often. Yeah. But full disclosure, we got some Silly Putty from my mom for Easter this year, and we have been playing with it nonstop. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like? Hmm. I've been thinking this. It's like um, a fidget spinner. Oh, like, for sure. Like, we just play with it in our hand, like, while we're on the phone or something, we're, we're just messing with it all the time. Definitely. Yeah, you don't sit there and actually, like, concentrate on it or no. try to do something really cool with it you kind of just squeeze it and press it and twist it yeah it's yeah i would say that's the first fidget spinner yeah the first fidget spinner (laughs) we're calling it um yeah so how was it made when was it made what makes it the way it is what is it yeah exactly all the eternal questions why is it the color of human flesh Silly Putty? Yeah. Can it be all different colors? It can be, but the traditional one, you know, that comes in the little red egg, uh-huh. it's like a weird flesh color. Like a, like a white like person's, a white person's flesh, color. flesh color. Yeah, it's... it's it, That's just... I don't know. It's an odd choice to that me. Is, this is yeah. the toy that you make by the, like, hundreds of millions, and it's not, I don't know, green or blue or... You're right. White or... Well, there it's just you get to the bottom of that as well. fleshy, rubbery color. Mm, gross. It's like the color of like a rubber band, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well. What the heck's up with that? <laughs> you got 30 minutes to find out. All righty. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Good luck. I was right. You were right. Yeah. Oh, about the the origin story? Silly Putty was an accidental invention. Awesome. So it was invented during World War II while World the... World War II. Everything was invented in World War II, I think. Honestly, yeah. Most things. So much came out of... You're, yeah, I know, like, you're kind of kidding, but also, you're totally right. So many things came out of World War II. Cool. Um, including Silly Putty, 
while the U.S. was exploring options for a synthetic rubber compound, like mm-hmm. a rubber alternative, because Japan had invaded all of the countries that were essential to the like the materials that you use to make rubber. All the rubber countries. Yeah. They got The them. rubber belt. Dang it. Yeah, Japan had uh, invaded all of them and was controlling them, so it was really hard to get the raw materials used to make rubber. Mm. That's why there was such severe rationing of rubber through uh, World War II. There was rationing of lots of different things, as we know. And one of the main ones was rubber, because it was so hard to make for those, you know, four or five years. Mm -hmm. And the government was funding research into synthetic rubber compounds. That much is for sure. But then what's not for sure is who actually invented Silly Putty. Oh, wow. A conspiracy. I love <laughs> not, not as much a conspiracy <laughs> as it is just a debated, like, origin. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a man named Earl Warwick, and he claims to have invented it. Okay. And then there's a man named James Wright, who also claims to have invented it. Uh, War- Sorry, did I say Warwick or Warwick? I think you said Warwick. No second W. Warwick. Oh, wow. You're uh, he rewriting worked... <laughs> history as we speak. <laughs> he worked for Dow Corning, which was like Dow Chemical and Corning Glass. Mm. They had, you know, combined forces to make one uh, company. And they were one of the people who were trying to come up with this synthetic rubber compound. And at the same time, so was James Wright at GE, General Electric. Mm. So they were both researching these ways to make a synthetic rubber and found that if you take, and this is essentially the recipe for Silly Putty, if you take silicone oil and boric acid and combine the two, it creates Silly Putty. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's see if we have some in the cabinet. <laughs> you could. You can make it out of pretty readily available, more or less household items. You might have to make a run to the grocery store, but you can is find it there. Is silicone oil a red household item? I don't think that specifically is a household item, Um We'll get to it later on, but there are a million recipes. You know how kids love slime? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't slime, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's a cousin of slime, yeah. and there are almost as many YouTube videos giving recipes on really? how to make it. Yeah, so oh, I'm excited. You can, okay. Well, don't get too excited, because I didn't actually like <laughs> get the recipe for it. No, but, but that's cool that that even exists. I didn't know that. Yes, and uh, so quick little sidebar here. I saw that one of the material or one of the ingredients for this homemade, you know, YouTube silly putty is borax, um, which, you know, in the original formula is silicone oil and boric acid. I'm assuming borax is boric acid and I you can get borax so well. at any grocery store. People use it for like laundry. Uh, oh. it's in the, like the laundry aisle. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, they found that it makes this unique material that would stretch and bounce and it wouldn't dry out and it wouldn't get moldy. Now, ultimately, it had no real function as a rubber alternative, Mm. as you can imagine. I mean, if you've ever played with Silly Putty, it's cool, it's fun, but given its, like, unique nature, it's hard to imagine how you would apply it. Right. It's it's... gonna, like, melt off. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) Getting into the science now, it is a non-Newtonian fluid. Oh. Which means that its molecular properties allow it to flow like a liquid Mm -hmm. with... A gentle force just okay. with you know like even the force of gravity is enough to make it flow like a liquid or a high temperature mm-hmm. can do the job but a quick sharp force won't make it flow like a liquid wow 
and the low so temperature cool. will restrict its flow. Mm. So a Newtonian fluid is pretty much any liquid you can think of as a Newtonian fluid. And it's a fluid mm-hmm. whose viscosity is changed with temperature. Okay. So if you like picture... Like water turns to ice. Yeah. Water turns to ice. Uh, maple syrup. If you keep it in the fridge and you twist the cap off, it might be a little slow coming out. If you put that bottle in the microwave for 45 mm-hmm. seconds, it's going to fly out of there because yeah. it became a lot thinner. You know, like viscosity is the right. thickness of a liquid mm-hmm. or fluid. But a non-Newtonian fluid, its viscosity relies on both temperature and force applied. That is so cool. Yeah, and it, that's obviously a lot. There are a lot fewer non-Newtonian fluids than there are Newtonian yeah. fluids. And this is really neat. Those were named as you probably could have guessed, after Isaac Newton. Mm -hmm. And he suspected that fluids were actually layers moving over top of each other Mm -hmm. and that viscosity came from the friction between each layer. And is he right? No. (laughs) He's not right. (laughs) No, it's cool, though. It's it's a neat idea, I think. It's a really neat idea. Yeah. What is the truth? Do you know? No. Uh, No, I don't. (laughs) All right, well, we'll have to follow up. We can't just throw... Isaac Newton under the buzz. Well, I think it was more of like a early science idea of, you know, he was like really just like taking yeah. a stab at it. And I think he's mm-hmm. not right at all, but it's, I don't know. It's a cool way of thinking it's of it. It's a very cool way of thinking yeah. of it. I don't know how it works. For all I know, he could be right. Yeah, I guess I didn't necessarily verify that he wasn't right, but <laughs> I'm going to stick my neck out there and say that that was wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the science of, you know, the non-Newtonian fluid part, blah, 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 whatever. In 1949, so that's World War II when these guys, what's their names, Wright and Warwick, are simultaneously realizing that Silly Putty is, you know, you can make, well, they weren't calling it Silly Putty, but you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Those guys were doing it like World War II. They didn't do anything with it because it had no real application. Jumped to 1949 and a toy store owner named Ruth Fallgatter Cool, a girl. Yeah, a girl. She came across this putty. I don't know how. Maybe she robbed the laboratory. I doubt that was it. Well, I don't know for sure, so I'm going to stick my neck <laughs> out there and say that she robbed the laboratory. <laughs> so she comes across this putty and, of course, thinks it's super cool. Mm-hmm. And she contacted a marketing consultant named Peter Hodgson, and they decided to go into business together. But according to his New York Times obituary, Hodgson now... He was introduced to Silly Putty at a cocktail party. It was being passed around from guest to guest, and everyone was, you know, toying with it and stuff. So I read once that she contacted him, the marketing consultant, mm-hmm. and then his obituary says that he, you know, who knows, maybe someone she handed it to him to at the a party. Cocktail party, right? Maybe so. But he noticed that adults were were happy to sit there and play with putty for fifteen minutes, like you and I, like we were saying. Exactly, it's that we're adults. And it's addictive. It's fun. It's like a fidget spinner. So from his perspective, people were at this party. They were literally passing it around being like, what would you ever do with this? Like, this is, what is this? What, mm. You know, like that sort of thing. Yet, Yet they were having each, fun. Exactly. Mm. Yet every person is stopping and playing with it. Like, what was that on Shark Tank recently where someone came in with, you know, their product and immediately, it was like the type of product that immediately got a huge laugh from all of the sharks. Just like how ridiculous that is. Mm-hmm. Cut to... 15 seconds after the laughter dies down, they're all like, wait, now let me see that. And then they all were playing with it and they ended up getting an investment. Yes, I remember what it was. It was some kind of like 
knocker game or something. Oh, it was the um, the magnetic knocker yeah, thing that never yeah, touched. Yeah. yeah, and everyone was like, this is so dumb. But they couldn't stop playing with it, and by the end, they I think Mark invested. Cuban ended up putting yeah. money into yeah. it. Yeah, so go. that's what this guy he was like. This is so stupid, but everybody seems to love it. Mm-hmm. So apparently, he was twelve thousand dollars in debt, but decided to borrow another one hundred and forty-seven dollars. Very specific, very small amount. Dollars? Yeah. Yes. He couldn't come up with that. I guess not. I guess that was a lot in today's money. That's like. 12 grand probably the one yeah it is a lot of yeah it is a lot of money for sure so he borrowed 147 dollars and he bought a a batch of this stuff from ge who held the patent at the time Hmm. so going back to who invented it was it warwick or was it Wright? Mm -hmm. Wright worked at ge ge apparently held the patent for this so so at least he got the patent filed first exactly like yeah not that i'm cracking the case here by making that connection but that's the story i'm going to go with Mm -hmm. considering ge had it but you're right the other guy warwick claims that he and his assistant his lab assistant had filed for the patent before oh really yeah i don't know how that stuff works but ultimately ge held it okay so he buys a 147 dollar batch of this stuff off Mm -hmm. of ge he divvies it up into one ounce little chunks mm-hmm. puts it in plastic eggs which i, I don't Why know did if he put it in eggs well this is really cool but i don't know if it's true mm-hmm. um but i read that he put it in eggs because this is all happening around easter and he thought what a great way to market this toy put it in an easter egg if that's true very smart exactly if that's true it's really cool but i only found one source that stated that and there was nothing to really back it up also i guess if you really think about it what else are you going to put it in I mean, not what else. There are a million other options, but an egg is a really good option. Yeah. If you put it in a plastic baggie, it's hard to get it out. Yeah. If you put it in like a cube, I don't know. That's not better than an egg. I an agree. egg is almost like the nicest way to pull it, pull it right out of there. Yeah. Yeah. The whole like it was Easter, so he put them in plastic eggs. I don't know. I, I think have it's a, a little good story. like. Let's go with it. I agree. It sounds like a really good story, but there's something like in me that's like that just sounds a little made up. I don't know why. It's not like I triple check all these other facts because <laughs> I don't. don't. No. Okay. Anyway, one ounce little nubs. He's selling them for a dollar, and this is nineteen. 19- yeah. 50? As we said, a dollar in 1950 was $500 today. So. <laughs> well, I did the math. Oh, shoot. Not the math. I take but it back. The conversion. A <laughs> dollar in 1950 is $10.77 today. Okay. That's a lot. And yeah. amazingly, do you know how much Silly Putty costs today? Probably around the same. A dollar. A dollar. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like Silly Putty is a dollar. My mom sent it to us for Easter. You know, she's not spending no $10 on Silly Putty. Heck no. Yeah, that's crazy. So. First of all, this stuff was really expensive when it mm. came out. And second, it's pretty nuts that it has maintained at that price point yeah. the entire duration of its... Ex- I mean, 70 years now. So I don't know how much of this stuff he got from GE for $147, but he only had to sell nine pounds of it to recuperate his $147. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing $147 bought him a lot more than nine pounds of yeah. this stuff. I mean, So like, this was a good investment. Yeah. I mean, this was a... Yeah, a good jumping off point. Interestingly, they first marketed it to adults. As what? As a toy. As uh, as a little 
as mess as a fidget spinner. You put in your hand and mess around with, like yeah. you saw the people at the party doing. Yeah, he put it in a catalog on a page that had products for. I I, I took it as it was a toy catalog that had a page for adults to mm-hmm. look at. You know, like on this page they had small kitchen appliances and little household things yeah. like that. You know, in the back of the kids' toy catalog, he put it on that page, but quickly realized that kids loved it even more like you know this was a toy yeah more than an adult yeah item i mean it's really cool it's stretches like you know it's yeah. like chewed gum in your mouth like when you pull that like it stretches super thin like that you can mold it like clay you can pull it and snap it like a piece of licorice it mm-hmm. make a ball like it bounce it's really really cool you're getting like several toys in one and it's like what you what you said before not that any child or adult was really thinking in in these terms but this non-Newtonian fluid, how many of those do you encounter in daily life? None. So it's fascinating. Totally. And it's so cool to play with and mess around with. Yeah. In fact, the original packaging called it the real solid liquid. Which really? Is, yeah. Which is so cool. That's that exactly what it was. Cool. It was like a totally new concept. Like, mm-hmm. it, I don't even know how you would have explained this to somebody back then without, you know, we know what Silly Putty is, but to not right. know what it is and have someone explain it to you probably sounds totally wild yeah absolutely now for some reason uh the woman ruth fallgatter she lost interest and like decided (laughs) not to go further with the company but i think like everything was going seemed to be going pretty well she might have had some personal stuff going on we really don't know something yeah something happened that really took her attention away from silly putty which is a shame retain equity in the company do we know uh no i don't think so she dang she kind of was there at the start and then I think pretty quickly fizzled out. Are you sure she lost interest or if this dude wasn't like pushed her out? Well, I don't think we should paint Mr. Hodgson in such a light, first That's of all. True. Uh second, I have no idea. All I right. read one sentence that said she lost interest, so <laughs> okay. that could mean anything. Okay. But anyway, so Hodgson, he wanted to keep selling it because he really saw he had a vision for it. And he was making a lot of money off of it. Yeah, not yet. It was selling. Enough to, you would maybe call it a proof of concept. You know, he made an initial production run and it was selling pretty well. Enough that he was like, okay, he bought the rights from GE. Oh, he, he did? Yeah, he really went into production mode. So after its initial success, he established a manufacturing plant in North Brantford, Connecticut. Over time, he established distribution companies and sales companies in Canada and Europe. And Wow. Yeah. He took I mean, this, this international. A, yeah, and he, he did it. I'm not saying he did it all on his own, but he kept it all in-house. After he kicked Ruth out, he <laughs> did it all himself. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, he yeah. really... You know, he went like Andrew Carnegie on him. Like he built his own manufacturing plan. Mm. He set up his own distribution company, his own sales company. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which made him very rich. I mean, as rich as you can be off of Silly Putty. Right. Which Not Andrew Carnegie rich. Yeah, yeah. But it's probably like pretty rich. Oh, definitely. So the obituary that I read uh, was from 1976 when he passed away from, I believe, a heart attack. He's pretty young too. I want to say he was like 64. Uh Uh-huh. Um, at that point, and again, this is 1976, Silly Putty was being sold in 23 countries around the world and had sales of over $5 million annually. Wow. Which is a ton. That's a lot of I should have done that conversion. $5 million in the 70s is $500 million today. I would say at least that much, yeah. 
right? <laughs> right. We don't know. But uh, it's a lot. I was going to do the math, but that's <laughs> all right. I won't bother. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the story of Silly Putty. Since then, it's, you know, obviously he passed away, but the product lived on. People took it over. Uh, today, Crayola holds the copyright. Oh. And according to Crayola, uh, that guy, whatever his name was, Wright, the guy who worked for mm-hmm. GE, according to Crayola, he was the inventor. and um, Yeah, he got credit because he got that patent in in time. Right. Yeah, it's true. In 1968, it was taken into lunar orbit by Apollo 8. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I Wait, don't... when did... Oh, sorry if you didn't find this out, but I'm going to put you on the spot. When did it start being called Silly Putty? I don't know, but definitely on their uh, on their like initial packaging. I think from the very start, from from well, you the said sec- at the beginning, it was called like the non liquid solid or something. No, no, that was sorry, that was just on their packaging. Their pack like it was called silly putty, oh, and then like in a little like exciting looking bubble, it's I like see. the real solid liquid, yeah, yeah, or yeah, liquid yeah. solid, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, but it was called silly putty from the start. Oh, so, okay, yeah, from the beginning of them selling it. Cool. Yeah, so they took it into space mm-hmm. with Apollo 8, and I don't know how much of this was just like a fun marketing type of thing, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like, it's we're sending it to space. But the astronauts did play with it. It was, you know, an easy, clean toy, and it had a practical use because it held tools in place in zero gravity. Wow. Yeah. You could like stick them on the wall. As far as I'm putty? concerned, they used silly putty, yeah, to hold their tools in place wow pretty cool what do you mean as far as you're concerned did you just make this up yes <laughs> no i didn't make it up but again i read it in one spot uh-huh. and i like it, that fact you know so i'm gonna assume it's true right it sounds good <laughs> <laughs> this is uh unfortunate so hmm. before we had mentioned how oh wait did we mention that in the beginning uh, in the little intro thing, how you can press it to newspaper and pull no, up No, I don't think we talked about that. Oh, okay. I thought we mentioned it. Well, apparently you can't do that anymore. So when really? I first, yeah, when I first read that, I was like, that's, that's crazy. So did they change the formula? Because I was under the impression that the formula had not changed at all. Um, but no, they didn't change the formula. Apparently today's newspapers are printed with a non-transferable ink oh. that makes that impossible wow what a bummer yeah Kids are missing out i know i guess it's maybe like ink from your printer because you could do it with no you can't like you can't do it with ink from your printer oh so i'm saying maybe newspapers are using uh, whatever non-transferable ink is you know it's mm-hmm. probably more like a printer ink that it's like actually printed there not just i don't know i don't know what the difference is but <sighs> mm-hmm yeah. All right. So bummer for kids. No more transferring your comics onto your sil- silly putty. Yeah. No more inverted peanut cartoons where everybody's looking to the left instead of the right. Yeah. yeah. Or you could copy words and then stretch them out really big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Too bad. What a shame. Kids these days. They've got it really hard. Mm-hmm. So to date, Silly Putty has sold over 300 million eggs. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they've always been in eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, from the jump. From the jump? They've been eggs. in eggs. Cool. They originally came in one ounce eggs, mm-hmm. but now it's like a little less than half an ounce. Wow. So even though the price is the same... You're getting less. Effectively, you're getting about half. That's capitalism for you. Yeah. They do that with pasta, too, you know. 
They're not pounds anymore. What are you talking about? They're less than pounds if you look at the pasta. No, they're not. I swear. They're 16 ounces. Ask my Italian mother. She's very upset about it and has been for years. No way. Yeah. The boxes say 16 ounces. Some of them don't. That may be true. Well, that's what they do with lumber. It's what they do with everything, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, cool. Yeah. um, Oh. Did you get, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? Did you get to the bottom of why it's the weird fleshy color? No, I didn't. No one wants to cop to it. Mm-mm. It was a bad decision in the beginning, and no one wants to admit it was them. Yet, they still keep producing it like that. They make it in a million different colors. You, know you what can I get in happened. every color and every, like, they, they have shiny ones. They have, like, shiny. matte ones. Yeah, like, like sparkly. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like uh-huh. metallic kind of powder in it there's you you can get any like color variation you can imagine but the original still comes in that red egg and is the flesh tone and i did not see anything talking about why it's that color i can only imagine that that's its natural color yeah i bet hodged hodgson is that his name <laughs> yeah hodgson went with that color and ruth was like i'm out this yeah is ugly. she was like i cannot she was like sell this, this product disgusting. it's the and color of like, my Thigh. This is it. And she was like, peace. You know, I think we, we solved it. That's a shame. All right, cool. Oh, uh, so Play-Doh. Lastly, Play-Doh was first marketed as a wallpaper cleaner. Oh, Not Silly you. Putty. We're not talking about Silly Putty right, right now. We're going back to the intro where we thought maybe uh, Silly Putty. We didn't. I did. I'll take responsibility. You knew. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Catherine mistakenly thought that Silly Putty was first marketed as a wallpaper, I think you said remover, but yeah, it was Play-Doh mm-hmm. that was a wallpaper cleaner, which I don't oh, really cleaner. see how Play-Doh would clean your wallpaper. I really did I suppose think it was it a could. remover. I don't, know how, I don't know anything about wallpaper, so I don't know how anything would interact with it whatsoever. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know. Mm-hmm. I see... This is the the beauty of this podcast. I started today knowing nothing about Silly Putty, being misinformed, thinking it did something with wallpaper. And now I know all this cool backstory about Ruth and Hodgson and the dueling dudes with the patents and now all the new colors and the shrinking size uh-huh. and the eggs for the whole time. Yep. All because it was Easter when they started producing it. Yep. And it still is Easter sometimes, and some of us still get silly putty. <laughs> wow, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. That was awesome. My pleasure. That That's sounded like got. a fun one. Did you like it? I did. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. That feels like, um, I feel like you got a pretty good handle on it in 30 minutes, would you say? Yes. Yes. More so than some other things. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Silly putty seems like a good one. Yeah, it's got a pretty, you know, traceable, finite history you mentioned youtube videos about making them Mm -hmm. so you know what we have to do go on youtube and look up videos (laughs) and make silly silly yeah yeah we could try that of course we're going to okay he's thrilled (laughs) (laughs) no we could do it all right good you gotta spearhead this i will It'll be fun. There's a huge bee outside the window. Oh, boy. All right, guys. Things are going off the rails. We got to go. But thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. 
Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you are a real life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30 Minute Expert Podcast. That's 30 Minute Expert Podcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.